Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts. Especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Look to God, do not be afraid. Lift up your voices, the Lord is near. Lift up your voices, the Lord is near. Good morning, friends. My name is Martha, and I am a pilgrim. And I used to have a job where I sat at a computer for too long, and I wrote the words of that Tizay song and taped them directly in front of my view for the long hours and the despair and depression that was engulfing me. There was some place else to look. I digress. Uh, since next Sunday is the beginning of Advent, when the church calendar begins, today is technically the last Sunday of this church year. And here in the States, many of us will be celebrating Thanksgiving this week. And with those set next to each other, there's something really right about ending a year with gratitude. Many of us will be gathering around tables, a significant metaphor. There's a range of connotations and emotions that come with sitting at a table with someone who is invited, who isn't, or who isn't allowed or excluded, who is included, who are we in relationship with, who are we safe with, who do we find nourishment with, who are we inviting, who is inviting us. I'd like to start today with Psalm 46 in Psalms for Praying by Nan Merrill. because many of us know the place of not belonging and having to make our own place, create our own belonging and our own table. Psalm 46. The beloved is our refuge and our strength, a loving presence in times of trouble. Therefore, we need not fear, though the earth should change, Though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the, though the mountains tremble with its tumult, there is a river whose streams make glad the holy city, the holy habitation of the Most High. The beloved is in the midst of it. It shall not be moved. Our loving creator is an ever-present help. The nations may be at war, countries left in ruins, 
yet is the voice of the Almighty heard, slowly breaking through hearts of stone. The beloved is ever with us, the infinite heart of love. Come behold the works of the beloved, how love does reign even in humanity's desolation. For the beloved yearns for wars to cease, shining light into fearful hearts, loving even those who oppress the weak, refining hearts of steel. Be still and know that I am love. Awaken, befriend justice and mercy. Do you not know you bear my love? Who among you will respond? O oh, blessed one, you know all hearts. You are ever with us. May love ever guide our lives. The last couple months I've been part of a book group, Reading One Coin Found by Emmy Kegler. And this is gorgeous. A couple weeks ago we read the chapter titled Wide. And she's talking about who will be at the table, the wideness of God's table on the other side of the veil in, in eternity outside of time and space, which she gets pretty geeked about. Because her physics professor ends up, there's a story about her physics professor and that's how saved her faith, you know, like you do. <laughs> she says, I have seen how love is all about communing. Love brings us together, and it also requires us together. Love on our own is an exercise in going in circles. And then she says, in a world so divided, I'm not sure we are ready to believe that the table of heaven can be so impossibly wide. Yet I cannot find, either in my experience of faith or in the stories of scripture, any promise that does not lead to offensively miraculous reconciliation. Sound the alarm. And then she says, she goes on talking about the table. And the setup in this chapter is, who will we be without our scars on the other side? Who will we be, who will my father be without his illness? Who will the church be without misogyny and patriarchy? Who will um, oppressors be? Who will abusers and um, addicts be without control? Who will we be when the stuff gets burned away that can't, that doesn't need to be around in, in eternity? Later on, she says, if we will find ourselves, if we will, <laughs> if we will find ourselves seated at the same long spread in heaven, it might be best if I stop kicking you under the table now. <laughs> and then if one day we will eat with God, then each day on earth we are invited to learn how. I don't even need to say much else, right? Like, I'm just telling you what other people said. Um, and then uh, words of a friend, an East Coast friend, Emily Provence, who is also dope. Uh, words of one of her blogs on Covenant was shared. The elders 
and pastors spent some time sitting with this at our last meeting. And here's her account. I started looking for a faith tradition when I was 10 years old, and I knew the whole time that I was looking for a tradition that said God talks to everybody and nobody knows the one and only truth. It took me 17 years before I found the Quakers, mostly because Quakers aren't present enough in theological circles for me to hear about them in my search for a religion. Therefore, like much of the rest of the world, I genuinely believed the Quakers were something like the Amish. <laughs> my first Quaker meeting was totally silent, and this was exceptionally annoying because it meant that leaving meeting, I knew nothing more than I did when I came. <laughs> <laughs> the second week, uh, some guy stood up and said, there is that of God in everyone. I don't doubt that he also said a bunch of other stuff, and I didn't know then to name what he said as vocal ministry, but he said, there is that of God in everyone, and that was it. I knew I was home. What I didn't understand then, what I didn't have language for, was that my longing wasn't just to know that God talks to everybody. If that were all that I needed, I never would have searched for a people at all. If the message is God talks to everybody, then all we have to do is listen to God, and that's the beginning and the end of our journey. But it turns out, God is trickier than that. God is smarter than that. Yes, God talks to everybody, but God doesn't tell everybody or give everybody exactly the same things. God gives me a piece, and you a piece, and that guy over there a piece, and expects us to learn how to play well together, to share. This is the beginning of covenant. The best definition of covenant that I know is that we give ourselves to God, and God in turn gives us to a group of people. And from there, we are expected to care for this group of people, and this group of people is expected to care for us. And as a whole, we are expected to be obedient to the will of God. For some covenant communities, this means the will of God as written in a set of commandments, but in Quakerism, it means the will of God as constantly revealed continuing revelation. Figure it out as you go. We are in covenant. There are questions about holiday tables. Maybe the prospect of gathering with family brings a sense of excitement for you or a sense of worry, what will happen, or a sense of avoidance, just gotta get through it. There might be a dynamic of you either have to agree and be right, or settle for being together. It might be an either or. And I wonder if that's also a question facing our meeting. Do we have a, is it a choice between being theologically agreed or being together? If we had to choose one over the other, which would we choose? And is that not a false dichotomy? There is a third way that we will figure out together and have continued to do in our previous history. And the same with this time of transition that we're in. There's this either or thinking we're in transition, so what if people aren't coming back? What if our numbers are low, so our, so our giving is low, so our budget isn't maintainable? So how do we hire somebody to be permanent so that we get back on something predictable? There's something outside of that wheel 
that we're not looking at or listening for. We are third-way people, and there's more than enough room at the table. I want to close with a holiday blessing that I found on Twitter yesterday from Caitlin Curtis, a Potawatomi woman. I think she lives in Atlanta right now, but, and we can send the words out in the email. This is a holiday blessing Caitlin invites us to. May our fragility dissipate into humble listening and learning. May our faithful solidarity bloom like wildflowers in a dry spell. May truth-telling come as a kind invitation to a better life. May a prophetic vision of wholeness guide us home. May we hold space where we did not know we could. May our feasting always be full of flavor and full of love. May our grief lead us to community where it wasn't before. May patriotic nostalgia be replaced with a future for all. May family feuds remind us that family is chosen and made. May mystery beckon us to the quiet places of sacred belonging. May our path be always together, onward, kinship leading us. May the boundaries created by hate evaporate in the light of a new day. Amen, amen. I have four queries, and they each have at least two sub-questions. So listen with open hands and ears. You don't need to catch them all, but maybe one will catch you. To whom do you belong? How do you know that you belong? How do you show that you belong? How do you show that others belong? What is in your hand? What can you give? What do you need to give? What can you receive? What do you need to receive? Who is missing from the table, your table, our table? For whom are you saving an empty seat? Who are you kicking under the table? And lastly, where do we keep the extra leaf to add the leaf to the table? Can anyone grab the leaf and add it to the table? Or does someone need to have a key to its storage place? Let's listen to the spirit of love together. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways, we have a couple options for you. You can check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast. <laughs>